podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Here's Sam Maximan. Oh, it's brilliant. Taken away by Wicks. Let's see Oh, it's glorious. And it's Ward Prowse who strikes yeah. it. Stamford shot. Oh, brilliant. The Pogba. Oh, what a finish. Came out to Jimenez. Picked that one out. What a goal by Harry Kane. Saka, 2-0. Jesse Lingard, oh, thumping finish. The champions of 2021 are Manchester City. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, EPL Index proudly brings to you the best prediction podcast in the world, a tad predictable. With your host, Tariwa Chanakira, and his guest, it's me, Jody McInnes. It's game week 24, and you know what that means. It's time for another brand new episode of A Tad Predictable. The FA Cup weekend is finally over at time of recording. Obviously, some Premier League teams were happy with the results, some not so much. But we'll see how the teams are shaping up heading into this Midweek game week. We've got games Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So it should be a really, really fun week full of football because we'll be heading straight back to the Premier League for the weekend fixtures as well. But today we'll focus on the midweek games. And I'm joined by the reigning, defending, and undisputed heavyweight champion of the I mean, bank it or burn it champion of the world um, at Spursy 141. <laughs> uh, Jody, how are you doing? <laughs> Um, I'm good, thank you. Am I still the reigning champ? Reigning champ of 2020, 2021. Until, until, yeah, someone, really until someone gets the title officially at the end of Knocks the season, the unless you unless you retain <laughs> it. But um, at the moment, Jake Jackman's on. The, uh, he's on top of the leaderboard, uh, 15 out of 25. We saw that last year as well where Jake was the leader for a large part of the season. And then you you and Alex eventually tied and, and you won the, the sudden death match. Um, yeah, how, how are you feeling? How was the FA Cup weekend? Did your team do well? Yeah, it was, it was very good. We, uh, we, we won against Brighton, 3-1. It was a very good game. Um, Spurs are looking up, yeah. I feel like every time I come on here, it's a bit of a roller coaster because I'm either we're either we're either coming up or we're going down. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I think I'm I'm pretty happy with how things are at the moment. And yesterday's game was 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 really good. Yeah, it it seems like it's one of those type of seasons, especially for all those teams that are chasing that um, fourth spot uh, in in the Premier League. I think that's going to be a really exciting race. Um, and then on the other end of the table, I think it's going to be really exciting there as well because the relegation spots, it's its going to be all jumbled up with teams having played way more games than others. And like, it, it's just going to be so interesting and, and it's quite tight down there as well. Uh, so, so let's kick off mm-hmm. there because our first game on Tuesday night is Newcastle versus Everton. And obviously, I, I don't think... I don't think anyone would have thought Everton would be in the position that they currently are in terms of starting to look behind them instead of looking, you know, the, the, the teams that were in front of them. They seem to just be sliding down and down the table. Um, but 
is is this a good thing that they're playing Newcastle? Obviously, it's going to be at at Newcastle at St James's Park. So, it, Everton, what what are you feeling about this game, Newcastle Everton? I'm I'm worried about Everton at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I think this is going to be an interesting match. I think like both teams are struggling, um, but I think both of them have benefited with an upgrade during the transfer window. So I think it's going to be really cool to see what effect that has on this match. Um, I think it's going to be interesting to see what effect Lampard has um, on the morale, I think, of the Everton squad. Um but I'm also really interested to see how Delhi Ali performs. Um, so I'm definitely going to be watching this one. Um, like you said, Everton have been struggling massively this season. Um, it's been really surprising to see them kind of where they are in the table. Um, currently sitting 16th, I think. They haven't won any of their last five matches. So, yeah, it's not looking good for them at all. Um, I think Newcastle have massive and in depth now with the new incomings that they've had but I think it's going to you know take some time for the squad to adjust to them so yeah I don't know I think like you said they're all sitting deep in the relegation zone so it's gonna you know it's just going to be very interesting I think um I think it's going to be a spicy match this one um I think Newcastle will be on one um but you know what I have a feeling Everton are going to be hot with this one with their new signings and that new manager bounce so I'm actually gonna call an Everton win and I'm gonna say two and for this one. Oh, interesting so two one so in a way win Ooh. to start us off there and and that would be fantastic news for Frank Lampard and Everton fans to kind of get that campaign get his tenure you know up and running with points against a team that they'll probably be wanting to distance from as, as much as possible yeah, you know, in, in terms of incomings, um, weird window for for Everton, I think from the players coming in and going out perspective. And then also you then get, have the manager situation where Lampard eventually gets appointed. I will be interested to see, you know, what he can do there. But he's got some exciting players. You know, you've mentioned Deli Ali coming in, Van der Beek coming in as well. I don't know how Dele Alli and Van der Beek play in the same team. Um, um, there might be a balance issue there, but we'll see how he manages to to to, to work that one out. So that will be interesting to see. Um, Newcastle, I mean, the, the, the big signing was obviously in midfield, but they just, weirdly enough... Um, I'm not as confident as I thought I would be about Newcastle coming out of the window. Um, I think it's going to take them time to to, to get used to each other, as you mentioned. And I'm going to go 1-0 Everton win. Um, I I agree with you in terms of Everton coming off with the win here. I just, I fancy Everton's attacking shape and setup. um, And I think they've got enough to get the goal in there. Newcastle, I think they're 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 just not clicking yet for me, and um, we'll see we'll see what they do, um, whether or not they can, you know, they can put forward a good effort in this game. But Jody, we we spoke about with Everton, you know, looking ahead of them, looking behind them. This team was soaring up the table. The team that's the the team we're going to be talking about next. Um, they're starting to to you know, if you if you're thinking of a middle distance running or some sort they looked really good early on but it looks like they're starting to tire a bit I, I, I don't know if they can continue this 
the form that they had the first half of the season to, you know, to try and lock in that coveted fourth spot we were talking about. It's West Ham. They play Watford. Now, obviously, Watford, they played this weekend, had the draw, the nil-nil draw um, with Burnley, one of those catch-up games that they had to play. And that was Premier League, not FA Cup. Um, Watford, another team in that relegation zone area, another team that hasn't really had that many wins. Um, coming up against a West Ham side that's trying to hold on to, um, you know, the heels of at the moment currently Man United occupy that that fourth spot. But you know, looking at Arsenal, they've got games in hand there. Spurs have got games in hand there. If you want to bring Wolves into that conversation as well, they got games in hand there as well. So it, it, it's important for for West Ham to put away teams like Watford. Um, do you see them being able to do that in this one? Um, yeah, I think Watford are another one who really need themselves. I think, like you said, they've also, I think they haven't won anything of their last five matches. Um, and I think the games that they've lost have been dire. I think losing 3-0 against Norwich and 4-1 against Leicester, like it's just not been good for them. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see what effect Roy Hodgson has on them, um, if any. Um, but yeah, we've been, you know, having a pretty decent season, I think, but I think that they start to off um, as we head into the second half of the season. Um, they didn't bring in players in in January. Antonio hasn't really been a threat lately um, as he was kind of at the start of the season. Um, so yeah, I think they'll dominate against Watford. Um, I actually don't see Watford getting a goal in this one, so I think I'm going to say 2-0 to West Ham. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. look, um, yeah, as I've said, um, it, it's a game that West Ham have to win. Uh, I'm, I'm going to agree with you with the two 0 scoreline there. I do think that Watford are a bit in, you know, in limbo at the moment, and that this is probably not the game that's going to suit them. Um, West Ham, I'm expecting to to have quite a bit of the ball, but we'll, we'll get onto that a bit later on with Banker or Burnett because I see that's one of the questions there. But um, so Burnley versus Man United. Obviously, we mentioned. Burnley a little bit earlier on when we we're talking about Watford's game this past weekend. Um, so they come up against Man United, who obviously had that disappointment of being knocked out in the FA Cup uh, on penalties. What Do you expect Man United to bounce back in this one? I mean, Burnley usually were a tough outfit to play against, not so much this season. Um, these are two teams that are desperate for 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 wins for you know completely different reasons obviously looking at their positions in the table but what do you think about this um this especially from maybe a man united perspective an away game going to burnley a team that's trying to catch up a whole host of games um can man united get back on track here yeah i don't know i mean man you what is happening with these men there's no structure or harmony within the team like they've got many amazing players but they're just so disorganized um you know I've been really frustrated this season but I think you know if there's ever any a chance for us to get into the top four then it's season definitely with Man U being the way they are um I think you mentioned it earlier on just, yeah, I don't know what's going on there um I think the last couple of games have been okay but they have dropped points um but Burnley oh man these guys really need to start winning some games like they've only won one of the last 15 games I think. 
So they're seriously in danger. Um, they're only on 13 points. They've got Liverpool and Spurs coming up. So it's really not looking good for them. Um, I think Man U smashed them when they played against each other in December 3-1. So I, I do think it would be a struggle for Burnley in this one. Um, I do think Burnley will try to score when they're at home. Um, but I do think Man U are going to make it. So I think I'm going to call a 2-1 win to Manu for this one. Oh, and harmony for two score lines uh, in a row because I, I've, I've got two one written down here for Man United as well. Um, it, it obviously would be uh, a needed response after going out of the FA Cup. Obviously, frustration for the club <laughs> and, and the fans in general. Um, I suppose, you know, you, you were very happy <laughs> with, with um, <laughs> that FA Cup result. Um, but yeah, I, I think... I think Burnley are, are, are going to be struggling for the best part of this season. I, I'm, I, you know, they'll, they'll. I know they'll be happy to get you know some of the players back, um, either from Afcon or and or injuries. Um, so we'll see if they make an impact, you know, um, in, in in this game against Man United. But yeah, I, I I just see Man United being able to kind of brush them aside there. Um, We'll move on to our next game, Jody. And speaking of Manchester clubs, it's Manchester City. They'll be entertaining Brentford. I've, I'm, I'm going to go straight up and just say I've got a 4-1 scoreline in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, Brentford haven't really looked uh, that impressive of late. Obviously, similar to West Ham, where they had a phenomenal start to the season. Um, and I'm sure you enjoyed their first game because obviously they, they took Arsenal by surprise uh-huh. in that first game of the <laughs> season. But, <laughs> but um, you know, coming up against this Man City team, and I keep saying this Man City team in, in a lot of podcasts because <laughs> this is when Man City start, you know, just pulling away from people. When they just get these yeah. wins, you know, they, they, they put together just these wins, you know, win, 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 win combinations not a lot of draws barely any losses um and it's just a horrible time for Brentford to be playing them maybe Brentford probably will be hoping you know maybe the the break um that you know the the winter break makes Man City a little bit sloppier and and you know not as concentrated and becomes a bit of a dogfight but if Man City continue on the you know the form that they they showed last time out in the Premier League, I, I don't see Burn, uh, Brentford standing much of a chance in this one. What, what what are your thoughts on Man City versus Brentford? Yeah, I pretty much agree with what you've just said. So I was going to say, is it too early to say that City have won the league? <laughs> I think, you know, they're <laughs> miles above everyone else. It pains me to say that, but um, yeah, I agree. Um, we just need them to stop winning games and, and start dropping points. Um, everyone does. But I think for me, for this one, it's really good to see Ericsson back in the Premier League. Um, and I think Brentford is a really good option for him to come back and, you know, um, reclaim his career, I guess, in the Premier League. You know, a nice, safer option for him. Really wish him the best for that. Um, I think Brentford have definitely been struggling. Like you said, um, you know, they've had quite a few thrashings. I think there's the one with United, Liverpool, South yeah, they've they've not had a good time lately. Um, I think they got thrashed four one by Everton the FA Cup this week as well. So I think you know they're either they're going either into this one feeling massively defeated or like really up for the challenge. But I think 
Um, I'm I'm definitely going to go with you in this one, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say a three-one win to Man City. Um, I think you know the the way that each of these teams have been playing, it's just clear that I think City dominates. So three-one for me. Interesting stuff. Yeah, I'm. So we we were close. We were close in terms of scorelines in that one. Now, <laughs> Jody, obviously the the most important game of the week. It's um it's Norwich versus Crystal Palace. Now. <laughs> You know, I've 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 been true to Norwich this entire season. They are the uh, you know unofficial official hashtag unofficial team of the season this season. Last year it was Crystal Palace. This season mm-hmm. it was Norwich that, that got the nod. The old. <laughs> I know it's new versus the old. Um, Norwich are finally outside of the the relegation zone, albeit you know having played more games than the two teams below them, and you know by by one game. And then three games more than Burnley. So it, it might be a bit deceptive. Maybe, maybe not. But you know what? Those games in hand mean nothing unless you go and actually win them. So I'm, I'm not going to award Watford, Newcastle or Burnley any points from those game in hands. Because with the way <laughs> the Premier League has been going, you don't know which ones they might get, which ones they might not get. I mean, Watford, Newcastle and Burnley combined have won seven games. So, look, you know what? All that matters is Norwich are outside the relegation zone. Back-to-back wins. That's right. Two wins <laughs> in a row. Um, coming up against a Crystal Palace side who... They've been... It's been interesting and because I, I enjoy what they did, obviously, in the in the summer transfer window. I've enjoyed the style of play that Patrick Vieira has brought. But it's not always led to results. So, it's a bit... It, 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 it's a bit disheartening because I, I I do enjoy the project that is Crystal Palace at the moment, but right now at present the results aren't showing that, and I wouldn't mind if you know the results don't show it for a you know a week longer. You know if if they can just um give <laughs> give give Norwich the you know the the win in this one too. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to complain. Look, Norwich are taking this. Let let's not joke about this. So we I know you're going to say that as well. Um, I'm going to put my scoreline out there. I've gone one nil Norwich. I think they sneak it one nil and and carry on to go up the table. Uh, what are your thoughts on the mighty Norwich taking on the once loved Crystal Palace? Yeah, I think. I'm agreeing with you. I think Norwich have definitely picked up under Dean Smith. I think he seems to have stabilized it. And I think you said, you know, smashing Watford 3-0 and Everton, I think it was 2-1. They've had a couple of good little wins under their belt lately. Um, But they are still sitting in 17th. Um, I think they have a lot of work to do if they want to avoid relegation. But I think they are, I think they're they're, they're pretty safe there. Um, I mean, Palace, like you said, are also struggling they're doing well in the FA Cup. Um, maybe that's where they're putting all their eggs. I'm not sure. Um, they're struggling in the press. I think, you know, I think they have Zaha back from the AFCON at the moment. But you know what? I think because it's a home game, I think your boys will show up. And I think they'll win this one. I think yeah. I'm going to call a 1-0 win. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Come oh, on, Norwich. That, that is awesome. Let's go, Norwich. Come on. You you can't disappoint Spursy one for one here. If she's predicted a Norwich win, Norwich, you have to go and deliver. There's just there's just no 
no no two ways about it. But you know, speaking of going on winning streaks and back to back wins, you're going to be hoping to to, to win bank it or burn it, you know, in back to back seasons. You're the champion from last season. Um as I mentioned, Jake Jackman currently has the lead score of fifteen out of twenty five. So how are you feeling? How are you feeling? Are you feeling the pressure yet? Look, I mean I took I know he was he was the winner in like multiple rounds heading into the but you know I, I got there I took it out. I'm not scared I'm not scared it's a slow and steady race that's how we do it here well um we'll see what happens in this round but I think I'm I'm ready I'm ready to challenge for this title all right then okay we'll see if the the the, the trophy um will be staying with Jody, interesting <laughs> stuff. All right, so, so I'm going to put 15 seconds um, on the clock here, and Jody is going to try and answer all five questions in each of the five rounds before the 15 seconds runs out. Now, I'll read out each question. Um, she'll shout bank it if she thinks that the scenario is going to happen, or she'll shout burn it if she thinks the scenario won't happen. Um, obviously, the games that are going to be relevant for 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 Banker or Burnet are the the five games we've just spoken about. So that's Newcastle, Everton, West Ham, Watford, Burnley, Man United, Man City, Brentford, and Norwich versus Crystal Palace. The questions I'll, I'll read the questions so you can kind of get your bearings here. So, question A is possession over fifty five percent to the home team. B over three offsides. C, over 30 clearances. D, headed goal. E, knee slide goal celebration. Um, yeah, so you, you, those are your five questions. Guys, if you are playing at home, do, you know, write down your answers as well, whether you're banking or burning in certain situations. And do tweet them at Predictable on Twitter. Um, we always love to see your guys' um you know what your predictions are in these ones and and you know for those that 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 play along that is awesome stuff um so your first game Newcastle versus Everton are you ready hey okay so Newcastle versus Everton your time starts now possession over 55% to the home team burn it over three offsides burn it over 30 clearances. Bank it. Headed goal. Burn it. Knee slide goal celebration. Ooh, that was close. That was <laughs> very, very close. Made okay. it. All right. Okay. Let's see how you're doing the next one. It is West Ham versus Watford. Your time starts now. Possession over 55% to the home team. Burn it. Over three offsides. Burn it. Over 30 clearances. Bank it. Header goal. Bank it. Knee slide goal celebration. Burn it. All righty then. Burn it. Okay, that was that was a more confident round with time to spare. That was, mm-hmm. That's a bit better. That's a bit better. Okay, we, we're easing into it. Yeah. Now, yeah. you got Burnley versus Man United. We both went with a 2-1 scoreline to Man United. Let's see if that affects how you, you know, how, how, you, how you go in this round. All right. So, Burnley versus mm-hmm. Man United. Your time starts now. Position over 55% to the home team. Burn it. Over three offsides. Bank it. Over 30 clearances. 
Blanket. Hit a goal. Burn it. Needs nice, like goal celebration. Blanket. <laughs> that was it was getting close. It was getting I Bruno's could see I could see. <laughs> oh, what's that? You reckon Bruno's getting the goal there? Yeah, I think he's due. He's due and he does knee slides, so that's what I'm I'm calling. Oh, okay. Nice. It's confident shot as well, giving us the goal score as well. I love it. Love it. All right. Your next game, Man City versus Brentford. We've both gone for drubbings in this one. So I, I don't think there'll be any surprises, I'm assuming, with some of your predictions. But your time starts now. Position over 55% to the home team. Bank it. Over three offsides. Burn it. Over 30 clearances. Burn it. Headed goal. Bank it. Knee slide goal celebration. Burn it. Ooh. All right. <laughs> Maybe there were surprises. Okay. <laughs> that one's interesting. Because you've gone with a lot of goals in this one, in this game. 3-1 yeah. you called it. And then so Try no one slides. you reckon. Marius. Marius I'm thinking of. Um, maybe Sterling sometimes, I think. I think I've think got a couple of knee sliders in there. I think I've got a couple. We'll right. see. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. That's a very interesting one. Now, I, I, I thought I was confident I knew all of your answers in that one, but evidently not. All right. Let, let's see how the mighty Norwich do. Come on. We're in a good mood. We've both predicted Norwich wins. Um, Norwich versus Crystal Palace. Hopefully, this is the fixture that then takes you back into the lead no pressure your time starts now possession 50 i'll start that one again your time starts now possession over 55 percent to the home team burn it over three offsides burn it over 30 clearances bank it head a goal burn it knee slide goal celebration burn it Oh, interesting. You got a lot of burns. I'm looking back at your, yeah. your predictions here. Interesting. Because okay. Innovative approach. approach. It works well. Works well. Okay. Okay. Don't don't mess with the system, I guess. <laughs> you are the defending champion, mm-hmm. as I've mentioned. But thank you for, for playing for playing along, uh, Jody, and, and good luck for this week. We'll see how you do. And as we said, listeners, if you guys do play along as well, if you were playing along, if you were timing yourselves, um, yeah, do send us your, your banquet or Burnett uh, predictions as well. We'll, well. we keep, you know, some of them around and... and just to see, just to gauge how you guys are doing in the game as well. But Jody, we move on to the next game. And now <laughs> this is going to be interesting. It's not it's 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 Spurs versus Southampton. Uh the mighty Spurs. Um obviously you guys have had this feel good transfer window. Well, the end to the transfer window, should I say, um, getting a couple of deals over the line. How are you feeling about the Spurs team, um, you know, going up against a Southampton team that has, look, obviously we've got a campaign running on this show, um, you know, bring back the waistcoat, because I think it, it's a crying shame that um, Hasenhutter has not been wearing that of late, and I, and, and I didn't get to catch the FA Cup game, so I'm not sure if he did, um, if, if he did wear, wear one, if he did, um, that would be fantastic. Um, so like, yeah, talk us through Spurs first, 
you know, your summer window and all of that stuff. And then maybe then, well, obviously then you, you can go into the game for, for this week. What was, what was, yeah, it must've been a, a up and down summer for you guys. I mean, winter break in terms of the transfer window, it ends off you guys bringing in a couple of players. What were you thinking, you know, during that whole period? Look, I think we had a pretty eventful transfer window in the end. Uh, in the end, it ran right up to the very end. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm really happy with the outgoings. Um, even if the majority of them are kind of only going out on loan, I think at least we can try and get rid of some of the attitude problems that we've been having in the dressing room. So maybe, you know, we can try and get more harmonious as a team together, which is something that I think Conte is really looking for. Um I'm really excited about the new players, Kulisevsky and Bentecourt. I think they looked good during the FA Cup match against Brighton yesterday. Um, you know, I think we still really need a backup striker. We still need another centre-back and I think right wing back as well. But I think, you know, that's the focus for the summer. Um, I just really hope that we're not going to struggle too much with squad depth moment. Um, I think, you know, happy overall with what we've done in terms of outgoings, like I said, but there is still a lot of work to be done. Um, I think in terms of this match, both Son and Romero are back, which I think is massive for us, although I think Romero took a knock yesterday, so I think he'll probably sit this one out. Um, hopefully Dyer will be back. Um, I think – I don't think the Saints have the greatest away record. Um, we drew with them in December. I think after they picked up a red card, um, you know, they've kind of been all over the place this season. Um, you know, they've picked up in recent games and I think they've, they've been really decent um, in recent times. So it's always, I think it's always a bit of a worry with Spurs in general, but I think it's the transfer window and everything. Harry Kane looks like he's coming back as well. Um, I'm just feeling a better vibe with the squad at the moment. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm feeling positive about Spurs at this current point in time, and that doesn't come around very. Often. <laughs> so, look, I think, I think we're going to win this one. Um, I do think Southampton will score, but I do think we're going to win this one. And I'm actually going to call a three-one win to Spurs for this one. Ah, so similar score to your Man City Brentford score. Yeah. 3-1 to Tottenham. Okay. Well, that 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 would be a good way to <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um it it would be a good way for you guys to continue that campaign for that fourth spot. Um as you say, epic transfer window in terms of you know the the disappointments at one end and then the excitements with you know getting people over the line and then you know the 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 players that have left as well. Um some of them obviously you know, you hear the reports of not maybe not as harmonious a dressing room or or spirits went as high with those individuals. At least, you know, they're out of the you know, they're out of the locker room. Maybe not permanently, but at least for this you know, the next part part of the, the season, sort of just get them out. Let's knuckle down focus on, on securing that Champions League spot. Um, yeah, for Southampton, you know, obviously they, they won their FA Cup game, so they'll, they'll be really excited about that. Um, 2-1 win over Coventry, and, and I still haven't had confirmation yet whether he was wearing a, um, 
whether he was wearing the waistcoat. But if, you know, it, oh, and it's, it's an evening game as well. So the chances of him wearing the waistcoat, I'm realizing are, are very slim for this game. And unfortunately, I, I'm, I'm, I, I can't, I can't back Southampton until that waistcoat comes back. That, that's just as pure and simple as it is. But in terms of their Premier League season campaign, um, they, they've, they've been similar to Crystal Palace in the ups and downs have been really, really high. And then you get the downs really, really low. Um, obviously that 3-1 loss to Wolves, um, about two fixtures ago. And then the impressive 1-1 draw at Man City. I mean, that, that's massive for Southampton. And I'm sure they'll be, you know, wanting to put in a similar performance against Tottenham. Um, I've gone 2-1 Tottenham. I've gone 2-1 Tottenham. I do, I do think that Tottenham will have enough firepower in this game. Obviously, Kane is starting to look a bit like the Harry Kane that we know from previous seasons. Um, I do think bringing in a guy like Bentacore, I don't know if he's going to get rushed, you know, straight into, you know, playing the specific game, but at least that would bring a, someone that can dictate tempo a bit better in that midfield. And I think that will help Spurs quite a bit. Um, still worried about them defensively. Hopefully Romero coming back helps them out with that. Um, yeah, yeah, should be an interesting game though. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to watching that one. Um, we move on to Aston Villa versus Leeds. Um, what are your thoughts on this game? Um, Villa have made some decent signings in Coutinho and Digne. Um I don't think they've had the best start to the season either. Uh, I do think Gerard will be looking to make an impression. Um, you know, I think he's probably hoping to get them into like top eight maybe this season. Um, I think Leeds are straggling, struggling massively though. Like Paddy B, my my boy, not boy. <laughs> You know, you know, um, I think that's had a massive impact on them this season. Um, they're currently sitting on 22 points. I think, you know, I think they should be fine to stay up, but I would really like to see them improve in the second half of the season. I really do enjoy watching play, so it's kind of a bit disappointing to see them sort of where they are. Um, but you know what? I think they've also got some t- tough fixtures. I think they've got Man U, Liverpool and Spurs coming up. So I think they're going to try um, and get as many points as they can, I think, um, you know, before those those fixtures come up. Um, I just think Villa might be a little bit too much for them in this one. I think just because Leeds have been playing, you know, with, with Patrick Bamford out um, and the way that they've just been struggling, you know, I, I, I don't think be good for them um you know i think especially with aston villa's at home i think aston villa are going to take one and i'm going to say 2-1 to aston villa interesting 2-1 to aston villa yeah look the 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 injury setbacks for bamford have not been good this season um yeah as you say your boy paddy b um yeah it's just unfortunate for them and and it's shown in their games in terms of not having that spearhead up front for them that that's yeah. been a you know a constant for them for for quite a few years now um Rafinha still trying to you know do Rafinha things um <laughs> probably where you know if, if Leeds are scoring he's involved somehow um but yeah I, I think Aston yeah. Villa will be a bit more I think they'll be they'll be able to handle the energetic um gameplay and style that that Leeds seem to bring to games um 
I, yeah, I fancy I fancy Aston Villa in this one. I've gone one nil. I've, I've gone with a, quite a conservative scoreline for this game, but I, I do think that um, Aston Villa come out with the three points. And as, as you say, I think they will be trying to trying to get a you know that top that top eight finish if they can. Um, I, I don't know if it's too ambitious um, to, to try and go that high up. Uh, you know, they currently sit eleventh though. So it will be yeah. interesting. They've made really good signings, as you have said. Um, and yeah, so it's, it's just waiting to see. And, you know, I think if I'm not mistaken, um, we, we ran a poll, um, you know, uh, you know, kind of towards the end of the, the transfer window to asking people what they thought of, you know, where Aston Villa will be finishing. Um, and I think, you know, whether or not it was going to be, you know, what, what their aspirations would be now that they've um now that they've done so well and I'm I'm just waiting for our producer to get that through to me. But in the meantime, um I'll give you I'll 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 let you I'll let you go on with um Liverpool versus Leicester. Obviously Leicester at time of recording just finished their FA Cup game and, and that was not good. <laughs> um, 4-1 loss to Nottingham Forest. Um, and they played a relatively strong team. Probably got like eight, eight, eight or nine starters, maybe, um, from the usual starting 11. And, and yeah, coming up against the Liverpool side who won their, their FA Cup game against Cardiff uh, earlier in the day as well. Mm, are, are you worried, as worried for Leicester in this game as I am? Yeah, I, I am. Um, <clears throat> you know, Leicester have had a, a bit of an average season so far. And I think, as you've said, you know, just been knocked out of the FA Cup by Nottingham Forest. So not not looking good for them at all. Um, I think in terms of Liverpool, I'm I'm not very happy with Liverpool at the moment, actually. Um, what did <laughs> Liverpool do to us So that Diaz signing? I mean, oh. come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Very upset with Liverpool, um, but yeah, I mean, I was I was very upset when that happened. Um, look, I think could definitely look to challenge for the league with that signing. I think he he's definitely going to improve you guys. Not that you need much improving, but you know, I think you guys are looking very very stacked. I think now, um, but yeah, I think Leicester be pull back in December. So, you know, they could maybe hold on to that little nugget of um, of hope. But, yeah, I think Liverpool are just way strong at the moment. I think everyone can see what they're doing. Um, I think Vardy's still injured as well. I didn't think he played today. Um, and, yeah, I actually don't see this being a very good match for them at all. I'm going to go all out and I'm going to call a 3-0 win to Liverpool. I think they're just too strong at the moment. I think... They're, they're definitely um, championing everything at the moment and they want to just dominate as they can. And I think Leicester are just on the, on the down. So yeah, three nil to Liverpool for me. Interesting stuff. So, so I've, I've, I've found, um, you know, the, the poll that we ran, obviously it was when Coutinho signed and we, we were asking, you know, you know, um, where can Villa, what can Villa achieve this season? Um, at the time, they were currently in 13th place, three points off of 10th place and nine points off of 7th. Um, and that was the 7th of January. So 54% um, of the voters, there were 659 voters, by the way. So thank you to those that partook in that. Top 10, 
was 54% of the vote, uh, top seven, 25% of the vote, and just below mid-table, 21% of the vote. So yeah, top 10, top 10 seems to be, mm-hmm. um, you know, what the people were saying, especially in this poll. Uh, so it will be interesting to see. But yeah, let's move to Liverpool. And, and look, I, I make no apologies to you uh, with <laughs> regards to Diaz going to Liverpool. <laughs> um, oh, man. Yeah, and, and he, you know, his first game, he kind of gets an assist. It, it ricocheted slightly off of Diogo Jota. So I don't know who they've given the assist to. But, he, you know, his first sort of involvement in Liverpool and he's already being involved in, in goal scoring situations. So that bodes well. <laughs> It bodes well for the squad depth. Um, yeah, so yeah, really happy with that, obviously. And then, as you said, Leicester not so good in their FA Cup game, and I'm worried for them in this game as well. I do think they get a goal though, because I, you know, especially if they play Pats and Ducker and he starts up top, I do think his pace in behind uh, the you know now infamous Liverpool high line. And the interesting thing with the high line is it's always pointed out by commentators and, and pundits and, oh, why do Liverpool play such a high line, so dangerous? But if you look at the numbers in terms of how many times they, they catch people offside versus how many times teams score as a result of that high line, it's it, it's definitely justified why Liverpool do it. Um, and I would recommend anyone go and look at that. There's a reason why Liverpool do um, play in that way and, you know, um, yeah, I'd long may it continue in my opinion. Yeah, look, I've given 3-0 for that one. Um, I've gone 3-1. As I mentioned, I, I had given Leicester a goal. I do think that they might um, exploit the pace of Dakar in this game and try and get a goal. He's, he's a neat finisher as well. I, I can see them getting a, go- um, a goal in this one. We, we end the podcast off with Wolves versus Arsenal. Um, very interesting game. Obviously, Wolves, as I've mentioned many a times on this podcast, just quietly going about their business, um, but doing it effectively as well. 19 goals, 16 goals against. Um, I mean, they're, they're just machines in terms of, you know, making sure it's difficult for you to beat them. Um, they have the second best record in terms of goals against in the league. Only Man City has a better record than Wolves. So they're a tough team to, you know, to score against. And then obviously go and beat, but also they don't score that many goals. So they've had a lot of 1-0 wins. They play an Arsenal side who obviously the mood won't be as good um, heading into this game. Uh, Obviously, you know, in the sense of, I don't think the window went the way the fans thought it was going to go. Um, So it will be interesting to see how the players react on the pitch. Um, Because at the end of the day, you know, the squad is what it is now. Let's see what they can do going forward um i'm gonna stick with the numbers here i'm gonna go with a one nil wolves win and i i just think that with arsenal not necessarily having that firepower at the moment um you know i mean it, it's kind of like you know they 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 they're heavily relying on the youngsters which is you know it's a good thing to to have uh, promising youngsters in your team but with youngsters comes inconsistency and playing against a well-organized wolf side that doesn't concede goals often i think it's going to be really hard for arsenal to break down and i wonder if they will be even able to score in this one um obviously last time out they had that nil nil draw against burnley well 
Wolves are going to be a tougher outfit to score against than Burnley, in my opinion. And then before that, they obviously had that Man City game where they lost 2-1. But yeah, so I've, I've gone 1-0 for uh, Wolves, uh, sort of kind of keeping with the numbers here, making sure it it will end up being their, what, their third 1-0 win in, in their last five games, if, if it does pan out. But what are your thoughts on Wolves versus Arsenal? And I'm assuming you enjoyed uh, Arsenal's transfer window. <laughs> you know what? You've actually taken my score prediction, so I was at one point going to say 1-0. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think, oh, Arsenal, I think, like you said, you know, I think they had an absolute mare of, of a of a transfer window. Um, and I think, you know, like you said as well, I think their mood's definitely just going to kind of down because of that. Um, they have definitely picked up their game in the league um, and they've had some decent wins. I think Saka and Smith-Rowe have definitely been on fire for them. Um, but Wolves have also picked up as well lately. Um, you know, I do think it's going to be an interesting match. Um I think Wolves have, you know, I think the reason for my scoreline is that Wolves have got a decent record against Arsenal. So, you know, I just think that I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game at all. And I think based on the fact that, you know, Arsenal just <laughs> Arsenal do Arsenal things, um, I don't think they're going to score at all in this one. And, yeah, like you said, I think Wolves are um, definitely, definitely good at getting those one nils. So, yeah, 1-0 to me. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's a, a nice harmonious way for us to end this podcast. Um, a one no win, sorry, Arsenal fans on that one, but yeah, I, I think Wolves have been very, very tough to break down, and to be interesting, see if you know if Arsenal surprise us, fair, fair juice, fair juice. Um, but you know, from my end of things, guys, do do go and check out our presenting sponsors, Liberty Shield. They are a VPN provider. You can check out their services at libertyshield.com. And you know your boy's going to hook you up. I've gotten a brand new uh, coupon code for you guys. It's Router50. And so Router, R-O-U-T-E-R, 50. And you get 50% off your light router. Um, you get it for only £7.99. And that's valid until the 31st of March. So that is an awesome um, 50% off. Wow, that's really, really cool uh, for the light router. So that's Router50 um, as the coupon code. Um, Liberty Shield, as I said, virtual um, private network. It's a technology that encrypts your internet traffic to protect your online identity, hide your IP address, and shield your online data from third parties. Um, you can avoid geo blocks and government imposed restrictions to access any websites. Um, you know, if you want to flick it to you being in the US and catch on, on some US TV and stuff like that, there's always that possibility. Um, so yeah, guys, do go check out um, Liberty Shield at libertyshield.com. Um, also, guys, do go and get your EPL predictions in, your score predictions um, at eplindex.com stroke predictions. Um, you're going to be able to win a prize there um, come the end of the season. But but before we get all to, to, you know, to the rest of my plugs, huge thank you to Jody for coming on to the show. Jody, do you have anything you want to plug, put over or promote before we wrap up? Um, just that so you can find me on Twitter at Spursy141 um, and you can catch my Spurs show usually on a Monday at 8 o'clock on Paxton Road's YouTube channel. Um, won't be this week because of the uh, winter break, but I'll be back next week. Um, so hopefully catch people there if they want to check out the Play Radio. 
first. Awesome stuff. So that's Monday evenings. You do, is it player ratings? Player ratings, yes. So ratings for the Premier League. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, guys, do check out Jodie's show, as she said. Also, check her on Twitter at Spursy141. Um, again, from my end, guys, go check out all of the awesome content on EPL Index website. We have match previews, post-match reviews, player performances, and all of the news that you guys could wish for. Of course, there's the daily podcast show, the Two-Footer Podcast with Mr. Dave Hendrick. Uh, finally, you can also check out our flagship show that runs weekly. It's the EPL Roundtable with Kev DeVries. Um, he sits down with panelists from respective EPL teams. They do reviewings and previewings of the happenings around the English Premier League. And I know Dave and Kev, um, after transfer windows, the sort of the week after the transfer window, they usually sit down and do, you know, um, from A to Z, look at the clubs in the Premier League and the transfers the transfers in and the transfers out for each of the clubs and they sort of give it a a, a grading a grade rating um and that's always a fun lesson just to hear two guys that are really knowledgeable about um the game and and see what they think of the transfer business of all the teams and how teams are shaping up for the rest of the season I'm, i think that should be coming out uh this week um if, if i'm you know if i'm not mistaken so yeah do check that one out that's always a good listen also, guys, you can follow this Twitter page at a tad predictable on Twitter. Um, follow at EPL Index on Twitter as well. Subscribe to EPL Index podcast channel on your podcast providers. Give us five stars. Write some positive comments if you guys feel so inclined. That stuff really, really does go a long way for us. Uh, go sign up, as I mentioned earlier, um, for the free season predictions competition at eplindex.com stroke predictions. That's eplindex.com stroke predictions and stand a chance to win. All you have to do is get your game week predictions in at eplindex.com stroke predictions each week. Uh, if you top the leaderboard come the end of the 21-22 EPL season, you stand a chance to win £100 voucher for EPL Index shop. Um, and then also £300 cash, which is pretty awesome, um, from our awesome sponsors at Liberty Shield. So a huge thank you to Liberty Shield VPN for providing that prize money um guys i've I've been to the ocean akira uh you can find me on twitter at tad predicts we have a brand new intro song i, I always love it the intro song I always, it's so good so good huge thank you to obi semenya he's at john empire sa our producer behind the glass mr guy drinkle he's at guy drinkle on twitter she's been jody mckinnis our reigning defending undisputed champion of bank it or burn it that's at spursy 141 on twitter and remember she's in the perry take it away by wicks Sports Social Podcast Network.